Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilcha Shiluach Hakain, Halacha Dalid. We're in middle of paragraph Beis. We're up to the subparagraph in this version of Likute Halachas. Vezehu v'ho'eim roivetzes alo efreichem alayabetzim kiyodua b'ksavim. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Yem Tefradl Bas Rabbi and Lilo Nishmas Oisha Tzipoyro Bas Horav Rafor Eliezer, whose yard site will be on Shabbos, Mitzvah I'm sorry, the yard site will be on Yom Kippur. And we dedicate the learning for a complete Rafur Shalema for all those that need it including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Shloimoi ben Rivka Sprinzel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shloim Anissa ben Maslav, Ram David ben Chana, David ben Behia, Shendel Baslea, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Shirin Achamafega bas Chavaliba, Chavaliba bas Merim Dvoira, Gitgenendel bas Sipoira, Lebalei bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, David Leib Ben Shena, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Pesia Bas Chayester, Froma Bas Genessa, Moshe Leib Ben Chana Brindel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Shloima ben Rifka Sprinzel, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eliozer ben Michal, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudas Gila, Eliohu ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Tzipoira bas Batshua, Leib ben Zhenya, Besoich Shar Choli Yisrael. Rav Nosenzal speaking about a person trying to do a Dovar Shabikdusha, trying to do a mitzvah <coughs> or tefillah or Torah, and the machshavos, the person being bombarded with all kinds of extraneous thoughts and sometimes sinful thoughts. What should a person do? So Rav Nosenzal says now, Vizehu v'ho'eim roivetzes alo efreichem o'yalabetzim, <clears throat> it's known in the writings of Yarizal, that in everything that takes place in this world, there is the ten there is a connection to the ten spheroids. <speaking in Hebrew> Because the spheroids are the midos of Hashem by which Hashem infuses life and operates the entire world from beginning to end. Because whenever a person in this world wants to do something, there has to first be a thought about it. <coughs> And at first, when the thought originates in the person's mind, it's not necessarily obvious or clear, 
the thought could be in a completely hidden state, but it's there. It begins in the person's mind. And then the thought process goes forward and the thought comes, <coughs> becomes revealed from its original hidden state. <coughs> and then afterwards, the person thinks about that thought, <coughs> whether or about what they want to do or say, whether they should go ahead and do it or not, whether they should go ahead and say it or not, and exactly how they should do it or how they should say it. <coughs> and other similar aspects of this. Then afterwards, the thought process is completed and finished. And then afterwards, the person takes it to the next step, which is from thought to speech. And then afterwards, they go forward another step to, act, to actually perform the action that they were thinking about and speaking about. And this whole process that we just described occurs regarding everything that takes place in the world. Even regarding every word that comes out of a person's mouth, every statement a person makes, there has to be this process that we just spoke about. The thought which begins originally in a hidden state and becomes revealed, then the person processes the thought, etc. Rak, however, when a person is speaking just ordinary talk that does not require any major thinking, these processes that we just described occur very, very quickly. It could take less than a second for that whole process to take place. To the point where the person doesn't realize it all. Yes, the person, did you think it all about what you just said? The person says, no, no, I just said it. But in actuality, it did go through these steps that we described. Whereas when it comes to somebody doing something major or doing something important or saying something important, the person can realize how all of these processes are taking place inside of them, how they have an original thought about it, and then they think more about it, this whole process. This is before the person actually says what they want to say. The kolshkein bovdah. And especially, especially if we're talking about some type of an action, then for sure all of these procedures take place. And 
and all of these processes that are taking place in the mind of the person, within the thoughts of the person, before they actually speak, before they actually perform the action, all of those are taking place in the first three spheroids, Chachma Bina Das, or Keser Chachma Bina, as is known in Sifrei Kabbalah. And afterwards, when the words, when the speech that the person was going to say, when the person actually says it, or the action that the person was going to perform, that's associated with the seven lower spheroids, which are also referred to as the seven days during which Hashem built the world, whereby everything in this physical world is, is made up and connected to these seven lower spheroids. Kayadua, as is known. Any questions, please? Rav Nosenzal continues, Ve'ikr ha'hoilodo v'ha'hizgalus shel kol dovor, and the main birth and revelation of everything in this world, whether it's words or actions of any type, hu'alidei bechinas bina, is is accomplished <coughs> through the sphera of bina, shenikres aim habonim, which is also referred to in Sifrei Kabbalah as the mother of the children. When we speak about Hashem's name Yud Kevavke, generally the Yud represents Chachma, the He represents Bina, the Vav represents the six spheroids of Chesed through Yesoid, and the last He represents Malchus. And these are also correspond to a father, mother, sons, and daughter. The father, Chachma, is the father. The Pasuk says, Av b'chachma. The mother is Bina. Ki aim labina tikra. And the, the Vav He are the sons and daughter. Ki oz, ki shebo hadovar lebechinas hisboinenus, shom nigmar hadovar b'machshavtoi. Because Rav Nosenzal says, when a person's thought process enters into the stage of his boininus, where they're thinking deeply about something, that's when the thought is actually completed in the person's mind. And then, whatever is about to happen, the words the person is going to speak or the action the person is going to take, comes forward and is created, is revealed. And even afterwards, after the person already spoke the words they were going to speak, or they performed the action they were going to perform, the person's thoughts are still involved in the process. They're still connected to the words coming out of the person's mouth, or the action that the person's performing. Because Rav Nosan Zal says, this is the way things usually operate. 
גם אחר שיוצא לפועל, לגעת לו אל השלימה בשלימוס. Whereby the person's thought process, the hisbeinanus, continues to follow the words that the person is speaking or the action that the person is performing in order to help it be performed properly and be completed. And this is similar to what a mother does for a, a newborn child. During the early stages, the baby is developing inside the mother throughout the entire period of pregnancy. And then when the time arrives for the woman to give birth, and she actually gives birth to the baby, the mother is still very much attached to the baby, to nurse the baby, and to raise the baby, to complete the development of the baby. So too, Rav Nosanzal says, is the case regarding anything that's being developed and that's being accomplished in this world. In the beginning, the, the, the words that the person is going to speak or the action that the person is going to take is hidden inside the person's mind, within the person's thought process, like in a state of pregnancy. Until it's completed, until the thought process is completed, and then the action or the words comes forth and is revealed, like a birth. However, even after the person is speaking those words or performing the action, the person's thoughts continue to follow those words and actions until it's completed 100%. And this explains why the sphere of Bina is called the mother of the children. Because again, this sphere of Bina and what it represents follows, follows the actions. It follows the, the lower spheres. Again, any questions, please? Question in the chat. In the previous year, we learned that the mother was Malchus, which actually gives forth, gives birth to the, to the chicks, to the eggs. Today, we're saying the mother is Bina. What's the connection between the two? These two are both female. They're both generally referred to as female. And both are referred to as mothers. When we speak about, <clears throat> uh, when we speak about Yaakov Avinu and his two wives, Rochel and Leah, Yaakov Avinu is referred to as Emes, Titain Emes Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu is referred to as Zeranpin because Emes and Tiferes sometimes represent all six spheroids of that set of chesed through Yisoy, so that's Yaakov. 
Leia is his is is Bina. Leia is associated with the first hay of Yud Kevavke, and Rachel is Malchus. Rachel is associated with the second one. These are the two mothers Kavyochel. In in the past, we spoke about in in Megillas Rus. We spoke about Noami and Rus, and we said that Rus is Malchus. From Rus comes forth Dover Amelech, and Noami is Bina. Bina is sometimes referred to as the Noyam Hoelyoim. And it says in Megillus Rus that at one point, Vatelachno Shtehen Yachdov, these two, Noami and Rus, went together. These two Hays, Vatelach Shtehen, the two Hays, went together, Bina and Malchus. And in the Sifrei Kabbalah, very often we see the connection between those two. Continuing, When we speak on the on a heavenly level, up in heaven, all ten spheroids are holy. Especially those three upper spheroids, Keser Chachmabina, which very often are referred to as one category, one grouping. Those three are referred to as complete goodness. And there is no, there is no din, there is no midas hadin at all in those upper three spheroids. Rak shebechinas bina dinen misaren mina. It's just that with the Zohar Kodesh tells us that from Bina comes forth the Midas Adin. It originates, it starts from Bina, but Bina itself is not Din. Kimavur Bezoyar, as is explained in the Zohar Kodesh, Ubaksovim, and in the writings of the Arizal, Ho'inian, this topic, Ba'arichus, at length, Kamapomim. The Zohar Kodesh and Arizal refer to this many times. However, above, up there, in those three upper spheroids, everything is still holy and good. However, when the light from there spirals down, it comes down to this world, sometimes, it can evolve and become complete din, judgment. To the point where from the chef, sige means like the klipois, the waste matter, from the waste matter of the dinim, of the holy dinim, sometimes that spirals down all the way down to the point where it forms the Yetz, the materialistic Yetzahara that most people have to deal with in this world. Ubishvilzen, for this reason, Lemato, Bozehoilam, down below in this physical world, Koidem Shaodom Roitzel Dover Shebigdusha, Oila Soisoi, 
when a person wants to perform a good action or a person wants to say something good, they want to say a tefillah or words of Torah, there enter into the person's mind all kinds of extraneous thoughts and sometimes bad thoughts, sinful thoughts, and all types of confusion. Each and every single person on their level, based on what they're going through. Rav Nosanzal just showed us how where all of this originates from and how at its origin, at its point of origin, it's complete holiness. But when it spirals down to this world, at first it becomes dinim, dinim of Kedusha. And then when it spirals further down, it can evolve into Yetzirah, bad thoughts, sinful thoughts. And the time when this is most prevalent, where the person is bombarded with these thoughts, is when the person is about to speak words of tefillah or Torah, or the person is about to actually perform an action of mitzvah. Bebechinas, as the Pesach says, La Pesach chatos roivets. The sin lies at the entranceway, when the person is about to enter into holiness. Bechinas, Pischei picha. This could refer to the entranceway, the opening of a person's mouth, when a person is about to speak holy words. Shebeis sheroitza leftoyach piv ulohoyled hadibor dikdusha. When a person wants to open their mouth and generate holy words, and from those words will result actions also, then the power of sin, this refers to Yetzahara and all of his armies, all of his assistants. Roivetz lies in ambush, to, to confuse the person and to prevent the person from going ahead and speaking those words with all kinds of bad thoughts and all kinds of mental confusion. Because of the fact that among the upper spheroids the one that's playing the most most important effective role in bringing that and taking that thought to the next level is the sphere of bina shehi bechinas aim habonim which is also referred to as the mother of the children and because of the fact that at the point of origin the Midas Hadin evolves from Bina, even though Bina itself is not Din, but the Midas Hadin originates there. The Dinim, Afilu Dinim Kedoshim, Heim Shoyresh Kol Hayitzrem Roem, and the, the, the Midas Hadin, even Holy Din, is the source and origin from which the Yetzirah draws its energy from. Alkane, therefore, 
lemato lemato, when this comes down, billions of levels down, bo'ilam ho'asio hagashmi, and comes down to this physical, materialistic world, nisoirer iker hadin vazuamo. This results in, this evolves into real din, negativity, tuma, shehu hayetzahara, which is the evil inclination. Bebechinas hisboinenus hasechel, and it, it it affects the the thoughts of the person. It confuses the person's thoughts. Where the person at that point in time is involved in thinking about speaking words of Kedusha, words of Tfilo or Torah, the Yitzhahara confuses the person with all types of confusion, Koidem Hadibur, before the person is able to release those words, to speak those words, Ubeshas Hadibur, and while the person is speaking, Ulachrov, and even after the person finishes speaking. Vyazai, Kishodom Royesh, and his governor of Moid Hamashovas Royes Rabbulim, then when the person sees, that they're experiencing these bad thoughts and this, all of this confusion and everything, yeshlo yisurim gedoylamehem. This causes the person major suffering. The person feels ter- terrible about this. And the person wants to grab those bit thoughts and capture them and do battle against them and to return them to holiness, to return them to their place of origin. However, not every person is capable and qualified of doing that. Because the majority of people in this world whose Yetzirah is a materialistic Yetzirah, it's a Gashmi Yetzirah, and the Yitzhahara attacks the person with major, major confusion. Then the more that the person wants to fight that Yitzhahara and to engage it and, and do battle against it, the thoughts become worse and the thoughts become more powerful. As we mentioned earlier, the Iker in the previous year, the Iker Takonosoi, and therefore the main solution for this is Sheyaniya Chesamachshovois, Velo Yamoid Kenegdom Klau, Velo Yistakel Achrov Klau, that the person should leave those thoughts alone. Don't fight, don't get involved, don't try to stand up against them, don't look at them. But rather, go right ahead and speak your words of Torah and Tefillah, regardless of those thoughts. And the person should be very, very strong and committed in their mind to stand their ground. I'm not leaving and I'm not stopping. To try to bring their thoughts into the words that they're saying. 
ולא יסתכל לאחרוב כלל על המחשבות המבל ולא יסכלל. And to ignore completely those other thoughts that are still lingering in the person's mind or they're still powerful in the person's mind. ואזי, and then when a person will follow this advice, ממילא יסתלקו. Automatically, those thoughts will eventually leave. ואפילו אם יבואו אחר כך עוד פעם. And even if they come back for another round, the person should ignore them completely. And then they definitely will leave. And so too, even if this happens many times, If the person will be strong and stubborn not to get involved with those thoughts, not to respond to them in any way, not to look back at all, this is the main advice, proper advice, as to how to deal with this correctly. And the person can and will be able to learn and daven. And they will eventually leave by themselves. Whereas if the person will want to fight those machshavos, to grab them, the person's tefila will get messed up. And the thoughts will intensify. It'll get worse. Again, a question in the, in the uh, chat. That in chapter 78 in Likud Yimran, Rabbein Azal refers to speech as Eim Habonim, that a person's words accompany them wherever they go. When a person speaks words of tefillah or anything like that, the person should know that those words are like a mother that stays with the person to, to protect the person, to help the person when they enter into places of danger, that kind of thing. And, and now we're saying that the Eim Abonim is the, the thoughts, the Bina. The answer is once again, that in the Sifrei Kabbalah, very often <coughs> we said that Dibor is Malchus. Dabor Echod Lador, one ruler to a generation. And, and therefore, Malchus is referred to as a mother, and Bina is referred to as a mother. question, there are many psychological interven- interventions like CBT, etc., that seek to help a person struggling with overwhelming thoughts. Any comments about these approaches? The answer is, I'm not so knowledgeable in them, but I'll, I put my money on Rabbeinazal's advice, Rabbeinazal and Rabbeinazal's advice, that the best advice when a person has these kind of thoughts is to ignore them And to, to simply activate, open your mouth, open your mouth to speak words of tefillah, words of Torah, and go ahead and do mitzvahs, perform mitzvahs. Don't fight with those thoughts, don't engage them in battle. 
just to go forward in doing thinking positive thoughts and as much as the person can and performing positive actions. And this advice that we just spoke about is what the Torah is hinting to us in this mitzvah of of, of Shiruah HaKan. As we learned in the previous year, when you will want to perform some kind of holy activity, <coughs> such as learning Torah, tefillah, performing a mitzvah, whereby you are involved in this bird's nest, meaning, you are involved in this process of taking and elevating souls that have fallen, that are referred to as these baby chicks or these eggs in the nest. As we saw in the beginning of this halacha. And Rav Nassim Zal tells us, especially when the person is involved in speaking words of Torah and Tefillah, that's the most prevalent time when the person experiences what we're speaking about here. Shehem bechinas tziparto dekoyat karsule b'maya. As Rabbi Nezal makes reference to this in chapter 11 in Likut Imran, he quotes a story in the Gemara, one of the stories of Rabbi Barbachana, which speaks about a bird that's standing up to its ankles in water, but its head reaches up to heaven. And Rabbi Nezal shows there that the bird represents speech. As Rabbi Nezal expresses over there in chapter 11. And as we find also in a Pasuk in Koheles, The master of wings gives forth speech referring there to angels or birds that chirp. This teaches us that birds which have wings, they represent dibor, this concept of speech. And the mother bird is hovering over those small baby birds and, and, and eggs. What this is telling us is that the bina, the hisboinanus, the thoughts, the, the final thoughts that the person has about those words they're going to speak or about that action they're going to do, those thoughts are lying on the words on the speech or on the action, which means on those chicks or eggs. The Zohar Kodesh says, these little birds, these chicks that are in the nest, their wings are not yet fully developed. They can't fly yet. And this is why the mother has to bring them food and the mother has to hover over them. This is referring to words that are not yet complete, that aren't perfect yet. And 
and the thought process of the person is attached and lying upon those words to develop them and to complete them before the person actually will speak them. And because of the fact that in our materialistic world, most people who are not great tzaddikim, they, are the, they have to deal with a Yetzirah, a physical, materialistic Yetzirah, all kinds of Tivus Royce and Midas Royce, which confuse the person and disturb the person in a major way, and the main place where the Yetzirah and all of his armies attack a person is in the person's mind, in the person's thoughts, because the Yetzirah tries to turn things upside down. The person wants to have holy thoughts, thinking thoughts of Kedusha, thinking about these words of Tefillah or Torah they're about to say. Because a Jew is supposed to use their mind, their thought process, to think about holiness, to think about Torah, to think about Hashem. Because that's what starts this process of producing holiness. And the Yetzirah, with all of his tricks and wiles, he does battle against and overpowers a person's thinking process, which is referred to as the mother, and the Yetzirah attacks and overpowers the thoughts of a person to try to confuse the person and to try to inject all kinds of wrong thoughts. When the person is involved in trying to produce something, to take something from thought into action, to produce that item of holiness. And this is what the Pasuk says in Tehillim, My mother brought me into the world with sin. This Pasuk is making an association between Chait, the Sahara, and the mother, the Hizboinenus HaSeichel. That's where the Sahara attacks. Alkein Mazheres HaToyrah. Therefore, the Torah warns us, Loisik HaCho'eim Al Habonim. Don't try to take the mother with the children. Shalech Teshalech HaSoyim. Send away the mother. Don't be careful not to chase after the mother. Which refers to all of those negative thoughts and extraneous thoughts in your mind. To try to grab them. Don't do that. Because if you try to do that, you won't succeed. You won't grab the thoughts and you'll let go of the children. You'll let go. You will not be able to daven. And those extraneous thoughts will get worse. 
machmas goidel toikev hagolus shel elu hanafoshois hanafulois. Because of the fact that these souls that you're trying to correct, you're trying to improve and everything, are in such a fallen state, they're in such a weak state, therefore the Sahara has so much power, these wrong thoughts have so much power. She'oz, and when, when, these, when these souls are in such a fallen state, the more that the person will try to fight against those other thoughts, they'll get worse, they'll get stronger. Therefore, the main advice is, let go of the mother. Let, let the mother leave. Send the mother away. Take the chicks. Don't turn around. Don't look back at the mother. Which refers to those fantasies and those imagination, imaginative thoughts that have attached themselves to your brain, to your mind. Allow them to leave. Don't chase after them to try to fight them in any way. And by following this advice, you will be sending them away. You will remove them from yourself. Send the mother away, only take the children to yourself. The bonim in this pasuk refer to those souls that are being refined and improved as a result of the words of Kedusha that you will go ahead and speak, the tefillah, the Torah. Only take them to yourself. And try to succeed in elevating them and refining them. Whereas the mother, whereas the mother, which in this context refers to the sin, the Yetzirah, that's associated with the mother. This is referring to the confusion and the imaginations and the, the extraneous thoughts that are, are attaching themselves to your thought process. Let go of them. Re, let, get, get rid of them. <clears throat> don't, don't look at them. Don't try to do battle against them to try to grab hold of them. Because you don't have the power to do that. Because we are now in such a weak state, we're in such a severe golos, we're in such a severe state of exile. Question in the chat. First we said that the original good thoughts accompany the person's words and actions. Now he's saying that it's in fact the bad thoughts that accompany them. 
The answer is follow follow the order that Rav Nosanzal explained. First, he explained how anything happens in this world. In order for anything to happen in this world, it has to go through these three steps. Machshava dibor maisa. Then within Machshava, he explained, there's like two parts. At first, at first, it's Behelem Godel. It's very hidden, meaning the person doesn't even realize that they're thinking about something. And then at some point, the thought process continues and, and it evolves into an actual thought that the person is aware of. They're aware that this thought is in their mind. And then it, 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 the, the thought process continues and eventually crosses the border and goes down to the seven lower spheres. It goes down into action or speech, etc., etc. But Rav Nosanzal explained that because this thought process is going through Keser, Chachma, and Bina, and even though Bina is not actual Din, but Bina is the origin of where Din originates from, and Bina is sort of to the left, therefore, unfortunately, together with those good thoughts, as it comes down to this world, it becomes possible for negativity to attach itself to it, the sitrachra to attach itself, in the form of bad thoughts and confusion, all types of confusion. Any other questions, please? Continuing. Whereas, I'm sorry. And this is what our rabbis tell us in Chulin, page 139. The Pasuk says, If you will happen to come upon a bird's nest, and the Gemara says, Prat This comes to exclude a case where you prepared this, you took this nest from somebody, from somewhere, and placed it in a position to perform this mitzvah. Meaning that this must be, the nest must be in a place of hefker, in a place that's not owned by anybody. And because of this, our rabbis say further over there in the Gemara, If after the person already sent away the mother bird, and they took the chicks, they took the chicks to themselves, they took ownership of the chicks, and then they returned those chicks back into the nest, and then at some point the mother bird returns and comes back to the nest over the chicks. You're no longer required to send the mother bird again away again. Because once you sent the mother bird away and you took those chicks, you took possession of those chicks. Now it's no longer called Yikore. Now it's no, no longer called that you happen to come upon them. <clears throat> They're considered prepared. Because you already acquired them, by you actually returning them, placing them back into the nest. 
but before you return them to the nest, and you know, you haven't yet really acquired them, even if you chased away the mother bird and it came back and chased it away again multiple times, you must continue shooing it away, chasing it away. The Pasuk says, send away, send away. Take a look in the Gemara and in Shulchan Aruch Yoridea where it teaches us this lesson. The main obligation to send away the mother bird is only so long as the dibur is, which means those souls that are represented by those chicks are in a state of golus, in a weak state, in exile. Meaning, so long as the person hasn't yet purified themselves and, and elevated themselves properly. And therefore, the sparks that are associated with that person's soul are still very much deep in exile. In such a situation, you are not able to take the chicks together with the mother. Because there's a tumor attached to that mother bird at the time. And then the the proper response, the proper solution is send away the mother. Try to make every effort to take those souls, meaning to take those words, and don't look back. Don't look back at the negative thoughts. But rather, say the words of Tefillah as best as you can. Don't try to think deeply. Don't try to engage those negative thoughts and think about them and try to convert them in any way. But rather, remove Remove your thought process completely from there. Vyadaber hadibur beemis, and in other words, shut down your mind. Don't think. Don't get involved in thinking. But rather, just speak the words of Tfilo or Torah beemis with truth, utmimaskoto with complete sincerity and simplicity. As if you have no brain, no, as if you're a robot saying the words. Dis- disconnect from the whole thought process. Whereas a person who already took those chicks, meaning he has already achieved a major level of success in the tikkun of those sparks, those holy sparks, and in the tikkun of his nefesh. This is referring to those great, great tzaddikim who have already purified themselves completely. To the point 
where the bird's nest, meaning the, the words, the words of tefillah and the souls and the holy sparks are all solid. They're all in, their, in the control and in the possession of the tzaddik. Bebechinas, as the Gemara says, that Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa once said that there are times that I feel my tefillah is flowing perfectly. Bebechinas, and as the Pesach says in Tilim, gam tzipar motzobayis. The bird has found a home, a permanent home. It's no longer wandering and drifting around. Heim mutorem likach gam heim abonim. These tzadikim are allowed to take the mother with her, the chicks. Ki etzlom ein mezgaber hazuamo behizboinenus hasechel. Because by them, there's no tumor entering into their thoughts. Ve'ein bohem, no sinful thoughts. Ve'ein bohen aleim demyoines sebebulon klaum. And those kinds of, the kind of confusion and nonsense that comes into our minds does not come into the minds of these great tzaddikim. V'afilu kishebohem aleim lefaomem eizem ashovay zorois. And even during those rare times where these great tzaddikim experience a machshava zora, an extraneous thought, <clears throat> the reason why those thoughts are coming to the person, to the tzaddik, is for the tzaddik to repair them. They're not coming to challenge the tzaddik, to block his tefillah. They're coming for a tikkun. And the tzaddik has to take those thoughts and, and purify them, refine them. Because the tzaddik does have the ability to take those extraneous thoughts and refine them and elevate them. The kamuva, as is brought in Sifrei Kabbalah and in Likutei Maran, when a tzaddik is receiving any of these extraneous thoughts, he knows exactly where they're coming from. He knows exactly how to elevate each one of those thoughts to its place of origin, and to refine it and, and perfect it appropriately, as is brought in the Rakanti in Parshas Vayichi. Therefore, a tzaddik of this caliber, he's allowed to take the mother with the, with the chicks. Because by him, regarding him, that bird's nest is not in a state of disrepair, it's not in a state of golos, but rather, it's in a state of mezuman, it's prepared, it's, it's, it's established, it's like a house. Shehu hefech hagolos vatiltul, which is the opposite of exile and wandering around. Avol mi adayin hakan whereas for the rest of us, whereby us, that bird's nest is still on the road, it's on some kind of a tree. Bebchinas golos vatiltul godol, our souls and, and all these sparks associated with our souls are still in a state of major exile. We cannot 
cannot take the mother. We must reject the mother, send away the mother. We're not allowed to think. We're not allowed to allow our thoughts to be operating at that time. Our thoughts, which are a mixture of good thoughts and all kinds of confusion and demyoinos. Rakispalel bitmimus godol. But rather, when we're davening, don't don't try to have kavonis, don't try to think about anything else other than the words, the simple words that you're speaking. Don't look back. Don't look at any thoughts that are coming into your mind at the time. And then you'll succeed in acquiring the bonim, the children, the chicks. You will succeed with your words of tefillah, which are those souls. Remember, there's a posik nafshi yotza bedabroi. My soul comes forth in my speech. Ki listam b'neyotam shahadibur hu anaf shuanafoshay sadain begolas godolets osuloi listake lachrav klal. Because by ordinary people, where our dibur, the souls related to us, are still in major exile, it, it's forbidden for us to look back to dwell on any of these thoughts that are coming into our mind. We'll just complete the paragraph. Reminder, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, Erev, Erev Shabbos, those that can will be going to Harazesim for the yard site of Rav Rosenfeld's Rebetzim, Zechran Avraham. And Sunday being Erev Yom Kippur also, we will not have a shear that morning. <clears throat> and this is why, again, the Gemara says there, even if the mother bird keeps coming back again and again, you send it away, it comes back. You have to keep sending it away many times. So long as you have not yet taken those chicks to yourself, you haven't lifted up those baby birds to take them. Even if the person is ignoring those extraneous thoughts, they, they get rid of them and they go ahead and daven. In most cases, they're going to come back again. And this will repeat itself multiple times. Therefore, the Torah warns us that a person has to be stubborn and to send it away again and again. Even many times. Every time the person sees themselves being attacked by these extraneous thoughts, she is gaber b'chol pam lamoid alomdoi. Stand your ground. V'levli l'stakel achreim klal. Don't ignore them completely. Rak l'shal chamidaitoi. Remove them from your mind. How? Al yidei hesach hadas levad. 
by changing the channel, taking your mind off those thoughts. <clears throat> and try only to be thinking about what you're doing at the current time, whether it's speaking words of tefillah, whether it's dipping in the mikvah, any, whatever it is. Because the Yitzhahara is trying to attach itself to the person repeatedly. And whenever a person is trying to do things, to battle the Yitzhahara, the Yitzhahara fights back. Therefore, the person has to be prepared to show stubbornness, to be stubborn again and again and again. I don't care, no matter how many times. As Rabbein Zal discusses this in several different places, in Likute Moran and in Sichas Aran. Ubefrat belikute tanino besimen memches Memtes nun nun alafayn especially in these chapters in the second half of Likut Imran, 48, 49, 50, 51, Ein look up, look it up. Bezeh bechinas shaleach tishalach afilu meyapomem. And this is why the Pesach says, send her away, send her away, and the Gemara says, even a hundred times. Person has to be prepared that this is going to be a war. And the Yitzhahara isn't necessarily going to stop quickly. But I don't care. I'll, I'll just keep keep doing the same thing. I'll keep trying to say the words of tefillah bitmimus as simple as possible. Or continue doing whatever mitzvah I'm doing. I'm going to ignore it. Ignore it until it disappears completely. Baruch Hashem. Any questions? Question in the chat. The Pesach says, Nafshi bidabroi. My soul went forth with his speech. The answer is, it still is an association. Very often when we bring a Pesach, it doesn't have to technically follow the exact, the exact uh, gramma- grammar. The Pesach is showing that Nefesh and Dibur are connected. And, and we know that one of the forms of Mesiris Nefesh is Dibur. The Zohar Kodesh actually says this. The Zohar Kodesh says there's a Pasuk, Hashem, we kill ourselves for you all day. The Zohar Kodesh says, what do you mean? Right? The answer is, in words of Tefillah, in Diburim of Tefillah. When a person puts everything they have, they put their soul into the Tefillah, that's called Mesiris Nefesh. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. And a good Erev Shabbos, a good Shabbos. This Shabbos is Shabbos Shuva. It's a tikkun for all the Shabbosim of the whole year. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld said that it's important for a person to learn the halachas of Yom Kippur on Shabbos Shuva, to attend a halacha shir, if possible, where the, the halachas of Yom Kippur are discussed, or if not, to look over those halachas yourself. To make the proper preparation for a complete kapora slicha mechila and to, to enter into Zman Simchasenu with full simcha with the Gula Shlema, Bemher Bemenu, Amen Vyamein.